0: Good morning, Sun Valley Church. Welcome back to the Voice of the Valley. I'm your host, Jeremy Pinch. And across the table, I have Pastor Rick Whitmer. Rick, good to see you. Good to see you. And I have Pastor John to my left. John, how are you?
1: I'm good. Good. Thank you, Jer. Yeah,
0: good to see you guys. Thank you. Uh, Before we get into our questions for today, I just want to let everybody know this is our last podcast. Of 2021 uh for the next few weeks we're gonna take take off and then uh, we'll we'll jump back in starting in the new year uh, so we figured that this last podcast of 2021 would be uh, one of review uh, reflecting on god's faithfulness to us as individuals and as a church and then looking forward to the year that is ahead so with that in mind how was your guys's 2021 what are what are some highlights for you to as you reflect on on the past year?
2: Um well, uh, well I think one of the probably the one that stands out the most for me in a in a personal sense um though it also merges with me as a pastor but I got to um baptize McKinley and Cambria both this year which was yeah really sweet you know we didn't um we didn't push that that's something we've always been very conscious not to try to push the idea on our kids because they're so young but you know mckinley's eight and cambria's seven and um they both just have been growing in their faith and love for christ and that's something they wanted to do and so baptizing them was just a, a i can't even really express just the sweetness yeah. of that um Yeah, and and 2021 was a little different for me um, because it was a little different for John, Uh, you know, (laughs) with his sabbatical. um, I got to spend a lot more time in the pulpit than I normally do, and um, that just really confirmed to me how, um, how much I want... John to take more time off no I'm just kidding <laughs> no I just it was a sweet well, blessing much for me well to me how much more time I want to take off <laughs> I bet right for, so we're both hitting it from different angles here. no I just I, I really that was a privilege um, to be able to stand in for John and um, preach in a much more concentrated uh, way through more of the Sermon on the Mount so yeah. those were a couple highlights for me
0: and the church didn't burn down so that would be the third highlight yeah well,
1: metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> metaphorically speaking. <laughs> you better not. Yeah. You better not. <laughs> I'm gonna burn this. Joe down. John John Joe John Joe John Joe John. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, John. for me, Jar. Uh, you know, I'm uh, as much as Rick uh, enjoyed, and the church benefited from his um, pulpit ministry during the summer. I benefited um, from my sabbatical, yeah. and I'm sure the church benefited as well. So we we both benefited, and the church benefited from those things that mm-hmm. were united. But I've got four R's, you know. Okay. Being in pastoral ministry, you know, you think Great.
2: about. It. Comes back from sabbatical, and now
1: he's got you know, four taking R's. Alliteration to a new level. Alliteration. <laughs> okay. Uh, if I can read my writing. Um, restorative the sabbatical was restorative it was restful I
0: really can't read (laughs) my writing on this other one Uh, it was
1: really good when you had it when you were writing it down uh, it looks like resurrecting but I didn't die so I don't think that's it well let's
2: let's dig into that a little bit it has been an eventful couple of years for you Um, (laughs) in that regard
1: (laughs) I cannot read that unbelievable well, um, the, my fourth one, which is the one that I really wanted to get to, was the fourth R was Rossum. Rossum. It was not awesome. It was Ross. Watched so, a lot of Bob Ross. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was a it was a great time for Sherry and I to get away and uh, actually decompress, unwind uh, to a degree that's impossible with you know a week vacation here or there. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, you know, ask some jokingly, some seriously, but tried to joke about it, why I wanted a sabbatical or needed a sabbatical. I mean, they didn't get one and they worked at McDonald's for 40 years. So, yeah. um, yeah. you know, so that I, I, I felt some of, some of that from, from different folks, but, um, pastoral ministry is a little different. I think but it's important to think about and, and when you're thinking about why would a church, offer a sabbatical to um, their pastors. And pastoral ministry, like no other vocation, uh, requires a, uh, a consumption of self that that is unique, that isn't just about being on call 24-7. It's about carrying burdens 24-7. It's about and, and and by the way, I'm not complaining. I I joyfully do this. I love pastoral ministry. But it does take its toll, right? I mean yeah. and so that's the reason. And and it's and it was so good for Sherry and I to be away as we were. Yeah. And um and it was all those Rs and even the one I couldn't remember. I can't read what it is, but Resurrecting. Um, resurrecting, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was so good, and I'm so thankful for it. And I do thank the church for allowing it and, and uh, encouraging it. Uh, and it was good for the church for me to be out. Yeah. You know, to to have Rick preach, to um, you know, have a, a different flavor Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, that was good. Yeah. Really good. So that was a highlight for me. Yeah. Um, for what, the reasons I said. Yeah. Yeah. Good.
2: How was it uh how was it for you, Jer? Yeah, it was Any good. Any highlights for you?
0: Yeah, there's a couple. Um, personally, uh we talked about this the other night. Uh, Katie's mom, you know, we found out she had cancer earlier in the year and um she just she came out of uh, chemo and radiation and seems like everything's going well. So that's oh, that's a huge personal highlight of, for yeah. us. Um yeah, for the church, uh, you know, being able to uh, spend a week with the students in Glacier was was a huge highlight, not only because it was beautiful and amazing being there, but um just getting to know the kids on a deeper level. Uh they're they're so much fun to be around and I love I love spending time with them. Uh, so yeah. And I think another highlight, another fun highlight was when we got to present John with that with that uh Spurgeon letter. I think oh, you know man. we were we yeah. were anticipating that for, you know, a few few months and uh it was just it was fun to. I didn't know to, you guys were so excited to see me go until I got that gift. Yeah. 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 That was, that was an extra push. That was, like,
2: that was. No, really, that, John, you do need to go. That was the Sophie's choice of the matter. It's yeah. like, do we give this to him and risk him knowing how excited we are about this? Yeah. Or do or, we or not, not do this? We ended yeah. up just taking the risk. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty fun. So, that was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, where did I put that? I can't remember. In you know? the trash, I think.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your office on the wall right next to your door, about a foot and a half. Um, that's, that's right. I, every day after you leave, I, I go and I stare at it. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> almost i almost got I, when, it I memorized. Come, when I come to an impasse in my, in my sermon studies, I just stand up and look at that. Yeah. And, and then, say, then you
0: just feel something s- coming
1: off of it. spirit of Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I call you Spirit of the Great Spurgeon.
2: (laughs) I hope when you're doing your will that you remember that sometimes you call me, you know, your son, Timothy, um, Mm -hmm. because I call that. I call the Spurgeon. That's what you
0: get. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Timothy, get in here. You also didn't know (laughs) that word. Dad. (laughs) I have a thing now. Yeah. You didn't also know that we're also claiming your stuff when you leave, we're just we're picking out the Well, I've zeros. already heard that... it's
1: been claimed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean when I leave it's... Well,
2: I'm putting it on the record now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's what this is about. Oh, remember the time you became an assistant pastor?
0: Yeah. That was a highlight. Oh yeah. Yeah. Duh. That happened on Sunday. So that was Technically 21. Yeah. I can
1: see that meant a lot to you. Yeah.
0: It did. <laughs>
1: I loved yours. He's, he's
2: hiding among the baggage. That was great. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. The Erickson's were sitting behind me, and I looked back and looked at them as you called everybody back through the baggage. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I So was... you're not
2: only a licensed minister, but you're an assistant yeah.
0: pastor. I was... I was the highlight was nobody booed on Sunday. I was expecting there was quite the opposite. It was quite no, the was
2: opposite. A, yeah. More enthusiasm than I yeah. was expecting.
1: Yeah, it's amazing yeah. that you know they give that kind of affirmation to the baggage boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, that was great, Jeremy. Yeah. That was a great affirmation for you, and yeah. I think an encouragement to everybody. Right? Yeah. I hope you and your family felt it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely did. I. I know Katie was emotional. I got a little misty eyed. And Katie's also
1: always emotional. She always is. What is it's, the deal there? It's, I don't know. I don't
0: know. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, that was that was that was definitely a highlight. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, you're <laughs> I welcome. Would've, I would have walked right past that one. Um, but yeah, how about uh, how about any books? Were there any books this last year that you guys read that uh, were encouragement to you? And um, you know, were there any nonfiction books that you read
1: that were just for for enjoyment? I've got some. Mm um non-fiction books that i read okay of course i don't read fiction so almost everything i read is non-fiction even or more. non-christian
0: sorry non- yeah yeah non-christian yeah, that's okay. what i meant yeah well, okay yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and and even books written by christian authors aren't christian books i mean Christ- christianity is a relationship there. it is I mean, you yes. know that right yes so yes it's not like you're you're a christian mechanic you're Mechanic who's a Christian, yeah. right? Or how is that? I'm not sure how that works. But anyways, yeah, I, I read some non-Christian books, uh, and I enjoyed them. The um, Sea of Cortez, The Log of the Sea of Cortez, okay. Steinbeck. Okay, Really a different book. I actually like Steinbeck's reading. This was a little bit different, but I enjoyed it. Um, the American West. Um, it's not actually a book. It's one of the great courses. Okay. I listened to it, Okay, really enjoyed it. And then one book that I did learn did read that was really a lot of fun non uh, non Christian book was by Timothy Egan called the Great the Big Burn yeah it's a story of the massive forest fire in northern Idaho and Montana back in 1910 and um, um, Roosevelt was there involved in that and uh, Gifford Pinchot and that whole story yeah. just yeah. awesome story great great book really enjoyed that and then a Christian book that I read. Um, is was called or is called simply Trinity by Matthew Barrett. Mm. That was that was a challenging book for me and very good. I I was really challenged in my thinking about my the 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 clarity of my thinking about the the Trinity, and I I really appreciated that book. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few. You... Few books that I read um, that uh, I guess I'll start with just some of the the ones that would be from within the camp, mm. but, you know, of like the Christian camp. Um, Fault lines, Bakum's Fault Lines yeah. was really illuminating. Uh, I think that was a real gift to the church in charting the way through um, these tumultuous waters within evangelicalism. Because yeah. I, this, you know, and we've talked about this on the podcast a number of times this year, so I'm not going to go there again. But just, I mean, there really is, this is a watershed moment among um, people with whom we would would have linked arms without question five years ago. Right. But this, this how we navigate the moment of justice and um, the social issues that are still just flaming around us every day um, really says a lot about, our um our understanding of scripture and um a biblical worldview and so i think bockham served us really well with that
1: book and speaking speaking of camps right yeah Mm -hmm. that that really refined our camp yes it did you know and that that book was was i think um a culling
2: Yes, yeah, that that would be you know accurate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, down to the naming names. Yeah, yeah exactly. And not yeah. in a hostile and I think that's way. Helpful. I yeah.
1: think it's helpful. Very helpful for me at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and
2: it's not. And it doesn't have to do with being uncharitable. It no. has to do with actually Truth, calling right? all of us to faithfulness. Yeah. Right. Um, another one um, I, is uh, "Live not by lies," um, Rod Dreher, and when I say within the camp on that, this one he's a little he's coming out a little bit from a different angle. Um, because he's a greek orthodox um and yet he's looking at he he did a number of interviews with um christians from the the eastern bloc who who came to america after surviving um torture and oppression in communist Czechoslovakia hmm. um and some of the countries in that region in the 70s with not only their faith intact but having shepherded their children Uh, and even their grandchildren so that they these are generations of robust faith in christ that have survived this and they they're here looking at um the technological um authoritarianism that's really been happening with these you know five big tech companies censoring people left and right simply for having a different idea yeah and they're saying you know the kind of things that you're having the surveillance in your homes that stuff was forced on us we were unwilling participants in it, but you're willing participants. You're yeah. you're putting it on your phones. You're welcoming these Alexas, and you're what are you doing? And he's it was a book that looks at how do you prepare to be faithful in the gener, in the next generation when all of this because the the ship's already sailed on this. This is the world we're in now. But when it comes crashing down, how will your children and your grandchildren be prepared to continue? To hold faith in Christ through that. That was a really good book. What's yeah. the name by of it Lies. again? Live Not by Lies yeah. by Rod Dreher. Um, and another interesting one, um, and this is more of a historical study, was uh, Did America Have a Christian Founding by David Mark Hall? And uh, he's a historian down at George Fox University. And he really gets into the primary source documents um, to, to make the case that. America didn't—we are, in fact, a a Christian nation, but not in the sense of a nation of saved people or a nation that you have to be a Christian to survive here, but looking at just the the historical context out of which we were born and why um, biblical theology led to directly us being the nation that we were founded to be. And when we're looking at the kind of the things that are being argued before the Supreme Court and by governors like, I don't know, ours, um, you know, every other day— uh, that's an important discussion for us to have, you know, because we're getting further and further away from the ideas that made us what we are, and we're seeing the real-life consequences of that. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. Um, I'll just mention one nonfiction one that I read. Um, I I re-listened to Jordan Peterson's Twelve Rules for, for Life, and I'm about two-thirds of the way through his his new book, um, Twelve More Rules for Life. Uh, which is called it's called Beyond Order, and he's a fascinating guy. Um, he's there's a, a whole lot of common grace that comes through in his writings, and there's a whole lot of psychobabble, um, and it's usually pretty easy to spot. But the way he says things is, it's captivating. Yeah, and he's got he some practical wisdom. A actually. lot of insight. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah the world needs right now yeah. and i I can see the theology behind it and going well here's why there's such a resonation with like young men uh, because there's there are so many people who have all this ambition in the future but don't even give a thought to being faithful today mm-hmm. and they're struggling just to even you know the famous uh, you know idea make your bed and then go change the world change your sheets and then change the world yeah. you know that's I don't know. It kind of sounds like proverbs, things that Solomon has said.
1: Well, he has a lot of a lot of uh, what sounds like biblical truth. Yeah. Because any truth is God's truth, right? Right, and right. If, even if you stumble across it, mm-hmm. um, like he probably has, I think he has had a little exposure to Christianity.
2: Yeah, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, I listen to his podcast yeah. sometimes, and
1: and he, he's he's interacted with scripture, and um, so he he's you know thoughtful person, mm-hmm. in his in his wisdom and and. Uh, um, practical insights are, are are valid. I think a lot yeah. of them, most of them. Yeah, they really are. Even though there is some cycle babble, you need to kind of filter out. Yeah, from time to time.
2: Um, I think it was Doug Wilson who said he's getting he's getting dangerously close to <laughs> Christianity. Yeah, and when you're that close, it, you're either going to shipwreck your soul or you're going to come to Christ. Yeah, but there's no neutrality at yeah. that point. Right, you know too much. Yeah, you know. And I finally finished Lord of the Rings. Hey. Which was Nice. Yeah. So nice. That was a win.
0: Yeah. I uh I started reading the Chronicles of Narnia <laughs> to my kids earlier uh-huh. this year and um Have you I've read that before? Never read it before. Really? And uh How did Should we, we talk to your here? parents? We should. And my teachers from school and and a few other people, but um <gasps> No, I reading through the Chronicles of Narnia and C.S. Lewis's depiction of Aslan you know, throughout. I mean, there, awesome. there are times when I am like, I am, I am crying because mm. it's just like that is such a beautiful picture of right. of Christ, and um, when he when he creates uh, when he creates Narnia and he's singing it out, mm. and it's just darkness, and this creation comes out. I mean, it's just he does such a great job in 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 his you know telling of stories and, and painting Christ in that in that in those books. So yeah, those those were fun reads. I enjoyed it um my kids not so much i'd read it for like 5 minutes to them they'd be out and so i just kept going and i read it to myself so <laughs> right um, you're going to appreciate this one day yeah you will you will Believe so me. um yeah that was that was a fun read for me um another one that i just recently read and i'm reading it through with with the leaders of you know student ministries is post christian by gene veth mm-hmm. um and i and i wanted to read that with the students or with with the leaders, um, just it, to help us understand how how the next generation is thinking, you know what what makes them think and react and you know do the things that they're doing. Um, and I thought it was a it was a really helpful guide in, in understanding uh, how how people are operating. Um, so that's a, that's a wonderful book. He gets into basically the whole premise of the book is is we're becoming more and more. Inward, and we're creating our own religions, um, and so it's a it's a great way to to expose people to the gospel, mm-hmm. um, because people are actually becoming more religious. They're they're not becoming less religious; they're becoming more religious. Um, they're just creating their own religions, um, which is super fascinating. So
2: there's a few tangents we could take right now. Yeah, but we shouldn't. Yeah. So, but we're that's, seeing that all the <laughs> yeah, and that's really insightful. Yeah. And it's true,
0: yeah, it's a wonderful book uh post christian by by gene Vieth. so uh john you you finished psalm one nineteen uh you went through Romans eight pretty quickly, and uh now you're into the Gospel of mark uh as you finish those two chapters and then as you begin this new book what are what are some personal encouragements that have come
1: from those studies well um you know, someone, 119 really is a, a walk through the Christian life. You know, that's kind of what it is. And it, it picks up uh, almost every aspect of the Christian life and and um, gives you God thoughts about it. Yeah. And that's, of course, helpful to me. Uh, no matter what I'm in, no matter what circumstances I'm experiencing or, or dealing with, uh, God is there and, and has... Um, has a direction for me, a specific, you know, direction or command or encouragement um, that I need to be aware of. Yeah. And so, Psalm 119 seems like it was it was difficult to preach um, because uh, I really don't like preaching topically, but you can't preach Psalm 119 without preaching topics because that's yeah. what God does. He installs topics in that chapter uh, that are interrelated but are topics nonetheless and if you're not teaching the topic you're not teaching the text yeah. there so that was a challenge for me but I really loved Psalm 119 I think it was I bit off more than I could chew with that but I didn't realize it was going to be as expansive as it turned out to be which is why we had to take two breaks you know one one third way and one two thirds way and to survive it but um, it was a it was a great I think encouragement to me personally and to, I think to our church our church I got a lot of real positive feedback from that study, and then Romans eight, of course, I think it's the, you know, arguably the most important chapter in the in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And even though we had preached through Romans and Romans eight a long time ago, <clears throat> reviewing it for for those who've been through it before, and 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 for those who hadn't, maybe a first time thought process through what it means to, you know, have no condemnation mm-hmm. written over your life there's now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and then Paul explains and expands on that central concept all the way through the chapter and it's just so rich so full you can just open it up and drop a finger in Romans 8 and you'll hit something really good yeah. um, so those were really encouraging to me I I love them I'm really excited about Mark though Mark seems to be uh, a, a book for the moment, you know what yeah. I mean by that. Yeah. We, we've got things happening around us, you know, chaos, uh, like first century Rome when when Mark was writing to those people who received that 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 letter, that book from him. Yeah. A lot of what they they were going through, we're going through, you know, with our government and the the chaos of life and uh, the anxiety that creates and. You know, Mark is presenting Christ as as the solution for all of that. Yeah. And what do you think about this Jesus? Why don't we do what he says? Why don't we follow him? Yeah. And I think that's exactly what our church needs right now. Yeah. Instead of looking at all the potential problems that we're facing, or all the problems that we are facing, and the potential challenges <laughs> that go with those problems, we can't forget Christ. You know, the sovereign Lord over all those things. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that. He's right now, you know, we just got through um, in chapter 2 um, and the uh, invitation of to Levi to join his band of disciples. And um, we can just see Mark's story unfolding. And we're seeing the characters come into view and, um, you know, the direction that Mark's taken the, the, the story so that Christian people can be encouraged and trust the Lord. Yeah. Through all these things, so yeah. I I I'm really excited about this particular yeah. series.
0: Yeah, There's been a few things that that you've you've mentioned in the past few weeks that have stood out to me. That normally you just read through them and you read through the account of Mark and you you just glance over it. Right. Um. But you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago when when Jesus swapped places with with yeah. the leper was like yeah that was pretty cool. That was cool.
1: That's pretty cool. So yeah, that that great exchange. Yeah. Just played out by Mark yeah intentionally yeah yeah good stuff yeah and then and then the healing of these guys you know or the general healing in Peter's house and then the specific healing of the leper the specific healing of the of the paralytic yeah and then he turns the corner and and says oh yeah and then there's these spiritually sick people yeah Yeah. you know when he talks about Levi and all that yeah (laughs) really good stuff
0: yeah yeah Rick you obviously spent the summer uh, going, working your way through the Sermon on the Mount. What's what's been some encouragements to you as you've done that? And you're also doing quite a bit of teaching uh, during Sunday seminars. What what are some things that have stood out to you for th- through those those teachings?
2: Yeah, it, it, you know, when John went on sabbatical, I just happened to have been, and I started Sermon on the Mount just whenever I would preach. I started it in November of 2018, um, and so I it just. In God's providence, I happened to get to the section dealing with all those hot topics, (laughs) you know, uh, anger, lust, marriage, uh, divorce, (laughs) uh, oaths, and retaliation, and all that that kind of stuff. And so I was like, this could go a couple different directions. And I'm grateful for how much positive feedback there was about um, thinking through those things. And it really emphasized to me something that's become one of probably my Um, deepest convictions in pastoral ministry, which is that we need to precisely shepherd God's people in how to um, obey Christ in all of life. Um, Literally, there is nothing that Jesus doesn't touch. And we believe in the sufficiency of Scripture. And that was something that really was emphasized to me in dealing with those issues. Um, No matter what the subject is um, in life, if it has to do with life, then we have God's sufficient word to help us to navigate through those things in a way that brings him glory. Even if it doesn't give us a precise step one, two, three, um, because scripture is not designed to do that for everything, but it does give us exactly what we need to know. And so scripture is sufficient to help us put anger to death with God's help. It's, it tells us how to precisely deal with lust. Mm. It, you know, he, he gives us I mean, I think all of Christ for all of life. If if that's one thing I want to see um, more of, it's that in God, because that's really at the heart of a biblical worldview, yeah. you know. And I think I mentioned last week on the podcast that we we're in a a country that just compartmentalizes, like that's our Western worldview, but that's not the worldview of Scripture. Yeah, Scripture comes to us with a whole Christ for the whole person. Yeah. So I'd say with with the Sermon on the Mount, that was really emphasized to me in in dealing with this, the passages I did. Um, I'm not going to really talk about the seminars we're doing right now because we have yet to see from those what the fruit is. But, no, spoil it. But spoil I will it. say, I can't, I haven't taught them yet. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. No. <laughs> the mission seminar, that was the first Sunday seminar that we had since coming back from COVID madness. Oh, yeah. And I'll say that was uh, the perfect seminar to get back in yeah. on because really 2021 should be looped in with 2020 as part of our 2020 vision because there were things we were planning for 2020 that just got sidelined. So taking that as a whole... God didn't
1: like our 2020 vision, evidently. <laughs> He's I like,
2: mean, or he liked it so much he wanted to keep it extend going. Extend it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> this is such a good vision. <laughs> yeah. And so
2: to see the number of people that, that came to that who heard um, just the, that this really is what we're here for, yeah. It is to make Christ in his lordship known through the gospel to the ends of the earth. You know, and Paul in the first century was able to say it has gone out to the whole world yeah. and been believed. And it's still going out to the whole world and being believed. Yeah. And I think for me that, and this loops in with all of Christ for all of life. For me, the big takeaway was that Jesus is King now, right? Yeah. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And because of that, and because nothing can prevail against his building the church, I can't think of a more joyful and um motivating reason to go pursue the great Commission, yeah, because really it's it's going to the people's whether they're across the street or across the world and saying, "Hey, didn't you get the memo yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is Lord yeah. you know and and teaching here's them, some good news yeah.
1: Jesus forgives sins. Yeah.
2: Jesus is the Lord. You're not. Here's why this is really good news for you. And here's how that that can change your life. Teach, disciple them. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, good. Good. Now, as we conclude 2021 and look forward to 2022, um, what are some things that you guys are looking forward to? And then what would be your encouragements? to the people of Sun Valley as we, as we look forward. So what, what are some things you're looking forward to and what's your encouragement? I'm looking forward to
1: 2022. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so, Great.
1: Yeah. How about you, Rick? No. Uh, that yeah, sabbatical so, really did you good. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, you know, I think none of us could have anticipated what 2020 brought our way at this time in 2019. Right. Sitting here in 2019, if we would have been doing a podcast, we said, hey, what are you guys looking forward to next year? We wouldn't have said, you know, this COVID thing is really going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So the, the anticipation is, is always a human thing, right? That's, that's, God doesn't do that. He knows what's coming. And so I'm, I guess how I would answer that, Jeremy, is I'm looking forward to see what God's going to do yeah. in 2022 mm-hmm. in our church, in the world. So much has changed in the last two years yeah. that it's a different world and it's not going to go back to 2019 yeah. type of living yeah. or thinking or world. So I'm really looking <laughs> forward true. to it. And and not because I'm, I'm a, a sadistic or anything. I'm <laughs> because I think 19 was a little bit of that and yeah. 20 or 20 and 21 rather. But, but I'm looking at what God accomplished in 20 and 21, how many good things happened in God's people and the church, um, and, and setting, setting the, the, the direction for the next decade really, even though some of that is concerning to us, knowing that, that we have a sovereign Lord over Mm -hmm. all of these things, Jesus is Lord, again, to repeat your point, um, is, is exciting for me. What, what's at this time next year, what will have happened? Yeah. And what will be our new norm. Yeah. And the fact that we know Jesus as Savior and Lord is, is really comforting in that. And um you know, us reassuring mm-hmm. that you know this is this is a good thing. And so I'm looking forward to the the things that will change at Sun Valley Church, the the new people that will show up that we don't even know right now. That will come to Christ. That will grow in their faith. That will move into areas of service. Thinking about the people in our church right now who are who are you know, um, you know, examining potential places of leadership. You know that kind of growth that we're seeing in people. The you know the new leadership track that you're working with, Rick, is exciting to me, and seeing that the fruit of that will be something i'm really looking forward to yeah and Mm -hmm. so this is the kind of thing that i think about you know i'm i think about my family also and different things that god's doing in our uh, lives and anticipating his continued work in that but yeah i'm i have um, um i'm very positive about it
0: yeah yeah cool how about you rick
1: um, we'll, I
2: starting out 2022, I'm hoping that we'll have um, new missionaries across yeah. the world. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about where or whom because yeah. <laughs> this is public, but um, that really is exciting. Yeah. And I think on Sunday when we commissioned them, that was really an evident joy. And I think, John, you put it perfectly that this is the culmination of something God put into the hearts of the elders, um, you know, six years ago, seven years ago. And that's a big deal. And it just shows his faithfulness. And if he's if he's faithful in that short of a term, um, that's simply because he's faithful over the long term mm-hmm. and into eternity. And so we have we can have great expectations, and it's not wishful thinking. Hmm. Um, and we're going to be, as a church, doing some missions outreach, and I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. Uh, God does, but I'm excited to see how, our, how some of our people come together to make an impact, um, for the gospel. Uh, also we have a seminar in the spring that I'm really looking forward to called creation and covenants. And, um, uh, I'm taking the creation part of that. And Dennis Smith is taking the covenants part of that. And, um, that's something that is an exciting area of biblical study for me Mm -hmm. is looking at the doctrine of creation and, and the implications for that. And really how, um, that's a, uh, well, I, I'll just say I'm excited about it. I'll get into the details in the spring.
1: Yeah, <laughs> don't give it away. Yeah,
2: yeah. but as far as where what I would encourage our—oh, and VBS. I'm really excited about VBS. Um, I think the, the families of our church love that, and I think it's a great opportunity to reach out into the spheres of influence that our families have by God's providence. We just invited um, our neighbors for Christmas Sunday, and they're going to be out of town. But I said, well, you know, let's maybe, maybe another time soon. And our neighbor—and this totally surprised me—said— yes, we definitely need to do that. My daughter's been asking when she can go back to your church. Yeah. Like as in two days ago, she asked me that. And I was like, I am putting the pieces together. She came with us to VBS in 2019 yeah. and she's still talking about it. That's cool. And we've been, you know, reaching out to these neighbors for, for years. And that's so cool. that's, you know, I think those are the opportunities that God puts before us just in normal daily life as a church. Um, and that kind of segues into my final encouragement. Um, to, to our people, which, and it's something that I've been thinking a lot about because I'm in a season of doing a lot, a lot more counseling than maybe at any other point, um, in my time at Sun Valley here. And, and that's a blessing. And it also brings with it some clarifying thoughts, such as the, the big one to me is that faithfulness doesn't happen accidentally. And that's something that just keeps coming before mm-hmm. my My mind is just—it doesn't—we don't live a faithful Christian life unintentionally. Yeah. And the number one place that's going to stand or fall is basic faithfulness with the Lord day by day by devoting time and word and prayer. And I know that sounds like the same thing that pastors have been saying for the past 2,000 years, but that's—well, for a reason. Because yeah. those are the things that are easiest to start to neglect. Yeah. And so faithfulness needs to be on purpose. And so I would simply ask, what are your plans to be faithful tomorrow?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. and
2: then and then do it with God's help. That's good. yeah,
1: i've I've got a verse here that I want to share, too, when it comes to, you know the challenge for the, yeah coming year, yeah. something like churches Romans twelve, twelve. Rejoice in hope, and it ties in with what you're saying, Rick. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer hmm. there's there's a, a good you know challenge yeah. for our people yeah let's just let's do that. let's rejoice in hope we've got we've got every reason to be hopeful, right as Christians, yeah, be patient in tribulation. we're probably gonna see more tribulation yeah yeah, and then finally, be constantly praying about it, yeah be in prayer, so yeah. Because uh, there's a lot to worry about. Yeah, there could be. And
2: it just happens that you know when it comes to worry, God directly ties prayer into His answer to that in our lives. Yeah. yeah. In the Philippians four. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. There it is. There's 2021, 20, and there's your encouragement for 20. 2022 thank you guys for being with us on the podcast for this last year we look forward to jumping back in and in 2022 it yeah. was
2: great to be interviewed today by an assistant pastor <laughs> yeah i think that's taking this to a I whole think, new level I
1: think, I think he should like close this year of podcasting by singing solo i think old so. lang syne. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. bring okay. it
0: okay okay here he goes Church, we love you. We look forward to being with <laughs> That's you <not> it. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday and on the voice of the valley. We starting love you church so much. <laughs> we do boom, boom, boom. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>